October 30th. Closer to the edge of reality. Abigail was... She was straddling me, gloriously nude, and looking at me as if the secrets of the universe were within the the blue-gray of my eyes. She would... She would devour me. She would know the universe's secrets. She believed this. So I believed. But... No. No, but this... This wasn't right. This... Abigail wasn't here. I, I, I was... I was... I was praying, imploring for salvation, for guidance and deliverance. I, I, I remembered as if in a, in, in a dazed moment, closing my eyes. And for, for just a moment, for just a moment, I confirmed with myself, telling myself that every muscle and nerve was to not feel helpless in the darkness of, of my cabin, to not, to not let my, my guard down. I... I had to stay alert for what I knew was coming for me, so so I promised myself I would only rest my eyes and, 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 not, and not let the quiet solitude of sleep claim me for even a second. I... I thought... I was reassuring myself as strongly as I did all those many years ago when I vowed never to return home and, and then and then my grandfather died and and then I, I I had to break that vow I I had to break that vow so here I was in an, in an empty bed the sheets like satin against my skin soft warm and 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 oh so inviting like her lips abigail's lips the the taste of her mouth her skin that that look she held when she talked to me like like she expected me to know the secrets of the universe secrets in the darkness I saw crystals in ancient races long gone from this earth. I saw horror and love, wishes and desires. And the hopes, darkness and torments of every man, woman and child. The, the, way, the way I knew what a star felt upon its birth. No, no, no. No, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. I, I, I didn't know any of that. My, my mind held the mutterings of a madman. No, no, this, 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 this was wrong. This, this, what was happening to, this was wrong. What, what, what was, what's happening to me? What, and if, if Abigail was there in front of me, how, how did she get in? I mean, of course I, I didn't. I didn't care for all I knew. I, she, she palmed a, a key card from the front desk. She was, she was now mine. 
The deadbolt secured the, the gilded chain linked to the frame. So, so how did she get in? How did she? But then she was staring down at me, moving above me, the sensation making my eyes roll back into my head. And then we were, we were making love. I was her God, giving her all of myself, every fiber, every molecule of my being. I loved her. I loved all of her and she loved all of me, completely, eternally. This was, this was heaven. But why, why was she looking at me like that? Why was she suddenly made up like a porcelain doll? Cheeks the color of rose, a smile as fake as the doll that she cradled against her breasts as she rode me unceasingly. What the... And then... No, no. No, no, then, then... Maggots and black bile flowed from her mouth like a torrent. Oh, something, something clawed at my legs. The, I heard, I, I heard knocking. I, I heard knocking, knocking. Something was knock, knock, knocking at my skull. Hands were at my feet, then, then under the covers, rough and raw, like parchment covered in veins, pulling at me now. Abigail was gone. No. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't go. I, I screamed it, but it came out in a whisper. Don't go. No, 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 no. Don't, don't go. Don't go. I needed her, her kiss, her smile, her warmth, her love. I needed, I needed, I, I, I needed her. But she was no longer wrapping her Lilith form around me, staring at me with her lambent eyes. No. She was crawling on the walls. Her stomach splayed open like a Venus flytrap, teeth and all. Knocking. Invisible hands tore away the sheets. My legs were held and I was being drugged off the bed, slammed into the thin carpet with a harsh thud. Carpet stains grinned at me. They, they mocked me. What the hell? The man I had fought in the ring was standing over me, beating on my skull with his massive fists. A spectral grillo cheering him on like a champ. Like a champ. His tattoos grinning at me like the stains moving underneath his skin, pulsating and undulating with some semblance of sickened life. The dragon hissed, its forked tongue like lightning licking at the earth itself, knocking. The fighter was knocking my teeth out with those demonic children, snatching them up like they were on an Easter egg hunt, presenting each bloodied piece of enamel and ivory proudly above their heads for the tooth fairy and the many, many prizes they were promised she would bring. My mother was scolding me from the corner of the hotel suite for spilling so much blood on the carpet. I had always been such a messy 
child. She... 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 Cradled... She, um... She cradled a deformed mutant of a baby as she did so. The walls... The walls undulated with thousands of flies. The collective buzzing was that of the bell in the ring muted from too many direct hits to the head. And then... And then... The man... The man in the top hat and grin was sitting in one of my cabin's chairs, playing a violin. Cell rhymed with hell, a fiddle of gold against my soul. For my mind was becoming a prison in which there was no escape. Knocking, knocking. I was knocking my head against the floor, hoping to spill out my brains and end this... I, uh, my my eyes shot open. I sweat was um dripping off of my body as if I had just as if I had just done three miles on a treadmill at the speed of seven oh. I I was on the floor, on the floor, hands still locked in prayer. Sunlight was streaming through the lone porthole of my room, igniting my world from the darkness. I I then the knocking finally stopped. The door swung open, and Abigail's face was in view. Randy! She didn't see me in the darkness right away. Are you alright? Sounding, um... Sounding frantic. From the angle, I, um... I could see that my cabin door was slightly ajar. Her face racked with worry and pressed between the small crack, peering into the room, searching... Searching for any sign that I... I was safe. She... Uh, I, she must have abused her power as a Queen Mary employee and made herself a key to my room. When I didn't respond to her calls, I just... Just like in my dream. O- only I am... Um, I, I didn't think about that now. She was... A, she was a tribute to worry. She And she needed... And she needed me. She needed me as I needed her. The deadbolt is chained. She continued. I can't... I can't get in. You need to answer me. <laughs> did... Did her voice just quiver? A, a dream. It was all just a dream and I was on the floor. Praying. People pray in dreams, right? They pray, play ping pong, watch 
battle star fly through the night skies and swim through the dark waters. Apparently, nightmares were inescapable on board the Queen Mary. No matter if you were asleep or not. Once Abigail entered the room, her her fears had proven to have not been totally unfounded. My God, what happened to you? <laughs> that, uh, that same quivering tone. The previous night's ghostly attack had left my body bloodied and scratched. I hadn't cleaned myself up yet. Upon entering the room, I just, I fell to my knees and I just prayed. was strong, even, a mission of intent. What? Abigail had calmed down and, and had brought tissues and a cold washcloth to touch my bruises, calm the nerves. Why? Where are we going? I ignited the beam of my flashlight before sliding it into my right back pocket. Down, I told her letting it sink in. We're going below. Abigail explained why this just couldn't happen, telling me that the below decks, those dark depths, from the locked doors of A deck and all of B to those further down the, the sub-levels, the engine room, the rust and darkness of all the places on the guide map that were a white void of beige and nothingness, were all off limits. Locked and secured. There were only two or three keys which opened those doors, and once opened, the tour guides were trained to lock the doors up securely behind themselves. It was routine. But no one was allowed access to those areas. No one. I need to get down there. Randy. Her hands were on my face, and I... I betrayed myself from the mission because I lost myself in her touch. I closed my eyes, a comforting warmth and calm enveloped me immediately. Abigail gently smoothed the, the bruised and soft flesh below my eyes and combed her fingers through my unkempt hair. She placed her cheek against mine. This must be what love, real love, felt like, I thought. And as she pulled away, her hands still on my face, but now searching my eyes, she smiled. She had calmed the beast inside of me. She had stopped whatever darkness was dancing on the flaming ashes of my soul. Or so she thought. I leaned forward, cupping Abigail's chin in my hand. Abigail, I need you to do me a favor. 
whispers in the cries. Written and performed by Matthew Ewald. Produced by Star Chaser Productions. Sundeck, Hollywood Deli. Abigail and I had something in common long before we had ever met. We both knew how to work a room. And so it was that the woman that I loved so much acquired the needed information with a quickness that surprised even me. She had gone up to see one of the ship's ghosts and legends guides, who had just finished placing an order for a sandwich at the Hollywood Deli on the sun deck. Her hands coyly folded behind her back, throwing in a, a fidgety look for good measure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she certainly knew how to work a room. Listen, if they find out that I let you borrow this, especially after what happened to Derek... He shook his head, thinking about the tour guide who is now hospitalized with little hope of ever seeing again. I, I could lose my job. Don't worry. It'll be our little secret. Abigail kept it playful. Her smile had been radiant and... <clears throat> her cleavage adjusted with a proper prominence. When she had related the story to me, I was thinking, <laughs> Hey, tour guide. Yeah, you, you dirty dog. What color are our eyes? You know, up here, big guy. I won't breathe a word of this to anyone, she said, interrupting him from continuing his admonishment. She took the key from his trembling hand and slid it into her purse, tracing delicate fingers across the guide's lanky chest. That poor guy. Yet, regardless of her shameful flirtation to get what she and, and I wanted and needed, a trick learned when puberty struck and high school rolled around, everything worked out just fine. She wanted to make me happy because she saw the look in my eyes. My eyes. The wild and almost frightening determination and with the item stashed away in her purse, she knew I'd be happy, and... and that made her feel the same. The two of us with a... a key between us. Something that would deliver me into the heart and darkness of the Queen Mary's dark underbelly. Places no tourist was ever meant to see. What she hadn't told me was that as she headed for my cabin, she questioned whether or not that once I had descended far below the dark waters, if the darkness, if once it had me, if there would be anything left of me to return. Anything. Anything at all. Randy's cabin. Man, I had been excited when she had returned so soon. In fact, I'd, I'd barely had a chance to make mental notes or, or try to detach myself by watching CNN or something lighter, like the, I don't know what, the, the, the newest season of Psych. 
but I still did not notice the feelings that she had concealed so well. Journalist or not, I was blinded by her. She was a mystery all unto herself, the perfect hunter to my damnable prey. Oh my god, you got the key that fast? Abigail hesitated. Why was every single fiber, every essence of her being screaming that she not hand over the key? Why did she know that if she went below into those dark depths with me, true believer or not, that something bad would surely happen? Abigail, I looked into her eyes. Did you get the key? She kissed me then, hard. Her eyes might have been closed tightly in passion, but mine were, mine were wide open, feeling her, her tongue slowly slip between my lips. It, it, it didn't take long for me to surrender to her, to give myself over to her completely. The perfect hunter. All thoughts of ghosts and entities, the, the demonic nightmares of what cursed things dwell below decks were gone, vanished in the, the haze of passion. And so in the minutes before she finally told me the story of her talk with the tour guide, Abigail realized that she loved me. And she also knew that that I truly loved her. Others might call it too sudden, too soon, a, a fairy tale love brought on by attraction and nothing more. Yet she knew with her own heart, she knew that it was right, that it was, that it was true. She knew her heart, so she would do what she must with body, lies and or deceit in order to protect me in order to keep me safe from whatever it was that was within this ship. Human or not, she would protect me from, from it. She would make me forget this business of ghosts. She wanted me regardless, she wanted this. And the price of my safety was a price Abigail Marshall was more than willing to pay. More. mind, body, and soul. Randy's cabin. Hours in ecstasy later. <clears throat> I, uh, I had slipped the key from her purse. The key that I I knew she had when when Abigail's hesitation spoke. I had slipped the key from her purse because there was there was no way I could let her follow me. Not to where I was going. Not into that kind of darkness. Not to those depths. I realized this when we had made love more times in those hours than I had with anyone else in an entire lifetime. 
We had explored each other as new lovers did. I, I found her body as smooth as a river stone, and she had found mine as fulfilling in her every need as humanly possible. And when she drifted, only after believing that I was already fast asleep, exhausted from passion and intensity, I, um, I left her there naked in my bed, covering her long legs and generous breasts out of protectfulness, even though I, I knew, I knew no one else would be entering the room after I had left, but still, I wanted her comfortable and respected, safe. I rummaged through the privacy of her purse secured the key and left for a place I did not want her ever knowing about. That world was now my life, a world of phantom evil and where legends and lore became truth and certainty. This was... This was my world now. And I would protect her from it, even if it meant protecting her from myself. That is why I took the key. I wasn't stealing from Abigail, I was saving her. Stories and tales told were one thing but truth. Truth and the, the sights behind them were something else entirely. She was trying to protect me, to, to save me, with her hesitation and passion and... Well, I would protect her by leaving her behind. For this nightmare was one that I had to brave alone. I love her. She made up my heart. My perfect hunter. So like Dante, and with no hope or expectation of being guided by Virgil, I strode into nightmare and into the inferno of hell.